I thank God for allowing me to be here on today for the pastors, Pastor Alex and First Lady Walker, and the facilitators of the Men's and Women's Conference, Elder Monty Riley and Evangelist Lucky. Come on, put your hands together for them. that are here this morning. This word is bubbling up on the inside. As I was studying the word of God, tears were rolling down my face as I was preparing it. And I don't know, some people, ministers, pastors that have ministered the word, and it's a word that's personal. It's a word that hits home. And so I'm, I'm, that's why I'm trying to be calm so that I can get all of this out. <laughs> so y'all pray with me. Lay your hands on your heart. And I want you to repeat after me. Heart be open. Heart be open to receive. And condition to receive the word of the Lord. Put your hands on your ears and say ears. Be open to hear the word of the Lord. And put your hands on your eyes and say, eyes, be open to see what God wants me to see. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I, I want to speak from the topic, stuck in transition. Stuck in transition. All of us are going from one destination to the next. We are all traveling. Being stuck is not a bad place. Being stuck in, in between one place to the next is not a bad place. Because when you hear the word stuck, the first thing you say is, oh my goodness, you know, how did I get in this place? But being stuck is not a bad place. All of us are transitioning from one place to the next. This season is different. And so I do want to speak to the people that may be in a frustrating place because you're in a place that you've never been before. And also you may be in a place that you feel like you've been in too long. Mm. And it's time to move to the next place. And so, as a believer, we cannot continue to move and operate off of knowledge. As believers, if you've been saved for a little while, you think to yourself, all you got to do is just fast. All you got to do is just pray. All you have to do is just come to church. All you have to do is just read your word. And you begin to operate as a believer off of the knowledge that you already know. And you keep repeating the same routine over and over again. And we can't do that expecting something different to happen. And so in order for us to transition from one place to the next, we need revelation knowledge. Because it's not knowledge is good. Knowledge is power. But with all our getting, we have to get an understanding. Colossians 1 Chapter, verse 26 and 25 through 26. I became a servant by the commission of God. Gave me to fully proclaim to you the word of God. The mystery that was hidden from ages and generation, but is now revealed to the saints. And so God is releasing revelation knowledge to us to go to the next place. And the reason, some of the reasons why we may be stuck 
is that we are afraid of the unknown. We are afraid of what we don't have knowledge of. And some of us are stuck because we just simply don't know how to get out. And we are in a stagnant place and we're saying to the Lord, we've been praying like, Lord, what next? I'm bored in this place. Lord, I need something else other than what I've been getting. And so in order for us to move to the next place, he said, I'm releasing mysteries. There are mysteries. Mysteries can be revealed in different forms. They can come to you in dreams. Don't dismiss your dreams. I keep a journal. If you can't keep a journal, because God has different ways that he communicates with us. And so mysteries are revealed through dreams, through visions, through the word of God, through the word of God, through the Bible, and through a rhema word that is given directly and specifically for us that touches your heart. And so we have to be open to the different ways that God communicates to us. And so we're asking the Lord, okay, so now what? And so I want everyone to declare on today, say, I want you to repeat after me, Lord, Lord. let my eyes of understanding be enlightened. And so this is a word on today, a word of rescue. And some of us have been captive for so long and comfortable for so long. And God is saying, I want to bring you into the next place, but you need a revelation of where to go. And so I looked at the story of Jacob and how Jacob was wrestling. He was in a place in between one place to the next. And Jacob was labeled as a deceiver. Some of us have been marked. We did not ask for it. Some of us were born in particular situations that we had no control over. Some of us have been through things and you're saying like, Lord, I didn't sign up for this. So why was I born in a shop? Why was I born in this place? I did not ask for this identity. And so Jacob And we have not yet received. 
knowledge of what God has ordained us to do. It is more than just coming to church. It is more than just hearing the word every Sunday. But what is our life producing? And he said every tree shall produce good fruit. And what tree are you producing? What type of fruit are you producing? Thank you. Jesus. What people are you causing to believe in the Lord and to say, what is it about them and how can I get to where they are? Who are we causing to look at us and look at our lives? Is our light really shining? Mm, Jesus. And so God is causing us to get to a place of spiritual awareness and awakening. And the people of Israel, they were kept in captivity many times, over and over. God kept rescuing them. He kept bringing them out of a place of captivity and bringing them into freedom. And if you know this, it's just it's like an up and down thing. And God wants us to get off of this emotional roller coaster where we up and on a spiritual high and when in the next season we're down. And if you don't have 
Jesus. Thank you. We should never be confused. Mm. And some people have put us in places we were not prepared for. Elevated in places we were not even anointed to be. Amen. And I'm going to tell you one thing. If God didn't send me, I ain't going. And if I'm not anointed to do it, I don't want to do it because it's him that raises us up and it's him that will bring us down. So if he's not doing it, I, uh, I'm telling you, sit it down. All right. Amen. So these elevated places that people put us in or we put ourselves in, and say it's deception. The enemy wants us to think we're okay. But even in CEOs, companies, and high-five fortune companies got enough sense to do evaluations every couple of months right. or seasonal or quarterly, they have meetings to see. How is this company progressing? What can we do to move forward? Any ideas, anyone? So every now and then, guess what? We have to do a spiritual evaluation. Amen. Nobody can do that for you. You can do it yourself. Look at your life right now. Take a moment to evaluate your life right now. Can you say you've produced enough fruit just on this year alone? This is the seven months. What? Can you look at yourself? Real quick, anyone in here that feel like you're stuck, listen, it does not matter who. I remember in plenty of times I was in different uh, conferences or services and they had someone that do an altar call and say, come and you feel like you're in this place. I knew they were speaking to me. <laughs> but that prideful spirit, I, I, you know, I, I'm anointed and I got da, 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 da. But listen, anyone in this church today, if you feel like you're stuck in between that one destination to the next, I want you to sit on this front row. Real quick. Anyone in it, I don't care. Don't be like the woman with the issue of blood. You don't care who's around you. You don't care who's looking at you because this is the thing God said. If you come on this front row, it's going, as I am preaching, it has nothing to do with me, but as the Spirit of the Lord is preached, is coming forth, fire is going to hit your life. If you feel like you're stuck, come and sit in the front row. And so, we, we ask God for promotion. We, we say we're ready for the next level, Lord. I'm ready to go to the next place. But did you follow the instruction that he gave you in the last place? All the way up from when you got saved. What have you done? What have we done to say, Lord, I'm ready to go forward. But what have you done with what he's already given you? What have we done for him lately? And I'm telling you, it is a price to pay for elevation. You're going to lose some friends. You're going to lose some jobs. People are going to falsely accuse you of things. Family members are going to look at you crazy because you
that's going to fall off. People, you're going to see their true identity when you give all you know to give. And I'm talking about things that hurt you, things that mean stuff to you. I'm not talking about just anything but that gut-wrenching stuff that you're like, Lord, why am I going through that? Why did you remove that person? Why did you take this away? This is the thing that God said. Listen, can I touch this? And you still seek me. Can I touch this? Can I remove this person? Can I cause this person to lie on you? And you still be in my face? Can I trust you with this anointing that if everything moves around you, like Job? And so, we got to be fully equipped. God wants to take us into our spiritual gym where you can be able to lift weights. He'll put a little bit on you at a time to see what you're going to do with it. If he gives you an assignment, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to sit there and analyze it? I, I'm telling you, I have been caught the culprit of that. Lord, how am I going to do this? How am I going to get this done? He didn't ask you to wonder how. He just wants And then when we say to him, well, Lord, this don't look like what I've seen. This is different. This don't look like church. This don't look like what I've seen people doing before. But God wants people that will open up your mind and understanding and be enlightened of the new revelation that he's given to you. It's not going to be familiar. It's going to look like it's off a little bit. And you can't share it with everybody. I keep my mouth shut now. I don't hardly see nothing unless it's to somebody that I know that's going to pray me through it and my husband. Other than that, you until it's done, just keep your mouth shut. Because it's warfare that comes when you release stuff prematurely in the atmosphere. The enemy will come and snuff that thing. And you won't even be aware of the warfare that you're going through because you're open your mouth to if you have a ministry idea, put it on paper. And her back of God said, write the vision and make it plain. And that people may see that Ron may see it. So write that thing down and pray over it. Plan it. Pray over it until it's time. God will walk us strategically through every season of our lives. He will give us instructions for every season, every transition that you're going through. He will tell you what to do, how to do it, when to do it. But do we really rely on him, on God like that? Because usually a lot of times what happens is soon as we get a little inkling of a word, we get up and we get, get to going. But get the whole word. Even if he don't give you it in one setting, God is continuously pouring down downloads every day. God's speaking to us all day. All day he's trying to speak. But we can't. This is the thing. Some of us, and even, you know, me hearing the word of God, I'm like, Lord, is that you? 
He like, my sheep know my voice. A stranger you will not follow. And so be quiet. Sometimes we got, like I said, quiet yourself down. And God will give us specific instructions as to how to move forward. And so, Jeremiah, God, listen, in this season, God wants to move us and mature us quickly. Jeremiah, Jeremiah had so many excuses. I'm young. He was young when God called him, when God told him what his purpose was. He had so many excuses, but it does not matter how old you are, what experience you don't think you have. God will reveal your purpose. He will train you and then send you out. But God is sending personal trainers to you. There is the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of you. And then you're going to have a spiritual coach, a physical person. Paul had Timothy. Timothy had Paul, Moses, and Joshua, Elisha, and Elijah. God's going to send somebody in your life that's going to walk you through this process. But you can't, listen, the thing about it, you have to understand and be discerning of God, who God is sending in your life. And just admit you need help. Yes, you have the Holy Spirit, and you may be deemed to be seasoned, but we got to always come to God as a child and remain teachable. Because it's, play, it's people that I know that prophets, apostles, they have people that are walking them through that process. So you is no title that that uh, um, dismisses from you to being taught and trained how to do what you're doing. I don't know about you, but if I'm doing anything for God, I want it to be done right and in excellence. Why? Not for me, for Him to be glorified in the earth. That's why I want it to be done in perfection. We can't just do stuff halfway. If you need help and you don't know how to do something, go to school for it. Get trained to do it so that you can do it right. So knowing the will of God and doing it the right way is very important. And so God is saying, listen, I need you to know that this light in you, this light that you see, that we're supposed to take a hold of. He's saying, arise and shine. Let me rise up in you. And it's just that simple. We're not doing the work. You don't have to be afraid. For what? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I'm not afraid of anything that the enemy has. And that presents to me. Because I know, I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm taking transition to transition to transition. But one thing that I've learned not to do, I won't fold under pressure. If anything, I'm going to go after God with everything. Listen, that's the least thing we should do. Fold under pressure. When you don't know what to do, go after God with everything in you. Be like a wild and crazy person for him when you're desperate and you want to go forward and you don't care who or what is happening around you. Do what you gotta do. Remove yourself. Go to this place. Go to that place. It is a journey. The 
adventure. I've been enjoying the journey. I cry sometimes. I lock myself in the closet sometimes. Sometimes I have seasons where I don't talk to people because I said, Lord, I need to hear from you. And we gotta be that desperate. Don't have your little pity party. Being depressed and let that spirit of depression crowd you so much or you feel like you're about to lose your mind. Toss between two opinions in your mind. That's what depression is. All these mental illnesses out here, it's just God's purpose fighting against your flesh. That's what it's an imbalance. That's what mental illness is. All of us deal with mental illness on some level, if we want to be honest. I've dealt with severe bouts of depression and suicide. Stuff I, I didn't even have any control over was in my blood. But when I found out the source of it, there you go. See, that's why you need revelation. You're traveling and you keep getting stuck. You get to this place and you keep getting stuck. Get me a revelation for why I keep going in the same cycle over the whole time, over and over again. God will give you a revelation of how to break out. You ain't gonna need no prophet. You ain't gonna need no apostle, no bishop, no pastor, nobody. It's fine if God does send somebody away to help you. But I'm gonna tell you, it's been them times when I was in my own home and I needed an answer from the Lord and I was desperately crying and words couldn't even come out. And I began to cry and sob and weep and weep and weep and they were prayers unto the Lord and I began to cry like Jacob. Jacob wrestled with God. He didn't even have to wrestle with God because, listen, he was, it was 20 years that he was with Laban and he was being deceived what his name was. And some of us are marked with negativity, whatever it is, but God is changing your identity today. Where things from your past that have, have traced you, that have just marked you and just covered you, I don't care where you come, that thing just cover everything you're trying to do. You're trying to go here and you're trying to go there and that thing just has you gripped. And so Jacob, God told Jacob, go back. He ran out of fear because he thought Esau was going to kill him. But after 20 years, 20 meaning the name, 20 is the uh, meaning of rest. He was there for 20 years and God told him, go back to the place where you ran. The place where you're fearful of, go to that place. Because fear will grip you so much where you will never move forward and pass that place. And God is saying, I need you to go back to that place. What is it that you can say that has caused you not to move forward in your life? What word curse was spoken over you that caused you to not move forward in your life? What situation has caused you to not move forward in your life? So he told Jacob, go back, but in transition back to where he ran from. 
It was a change that took place. In order for us to go to the next place, our, our total identity has to be changed. I, my, one of the prayers that I prayed, nothing from my past shall ever trace me again. Hey, everything that's been broken off of my past will never trace me again. It may come back and try to haunt me, but I'll be laughing at some, some stuff. Some, I'll be laughing at some stuff the enemy trying to do. I'm like, you gonna try that? Oh, that ain't working no more. So he'll come with something else. You won't try that. That's not working anymore. See, you have to get to a place of spiritual maturity to where the same thing can't keep happening. You giving the enemy the same response. God said, I'm looking for another response from you. I want to grow you up quickly. There is a work that has to be done. And we hear it all the time. It is not about us. It is not about how you appear to people. It's not about if you are accepted by people. Because at the end of the day, I don't care. At one point, I did. I cared what people said. When you get tight with God, you like God, you say, if you be before me, read that word, that scripture. <clears throat> I got, I've been using the scripture for everything. I'm like, God, the almighty God, creator of all things, the earth and every living thing in it, said he was with us? And I'm afraid of this, that, and the third? No. Oh, no. If you got the almighty God on your side, why should you walk in fear ever? That's right. So Ezekiel 7 and 23. I'm almost done, y'all. 17 and 23. Do you ever, anyone have everyone have their Bibles? Because I want y'all to read this with me. Ezekiel 17 and 23. Y'all have it. Okay, and it reads, <clears throat> On the high mountain of God, I will plant it that it may bring forth boughs and bear fruit and become a stately cedar, and the birds of every kind will nest under it. They will nest in the shade of its branches. And so this is what God is saying to us. He's gonna place us, he's gonna plant us high on a mountain that everyone can see it. Everyone can see what he is doing in your life. This is something that God is proud of. It is an investment that he has put on the inside of you. Everything, everybody in here has a purpose. Everybody in here has an assignment. And he said, I'm going to uproot some things, but I'm going to plant you high because I need people to see what I have done. Amen. Yes, God. And these roots, this statement, 
cedar, he said, you will become a stately cedar. First he said, you will bring forth boughs, which is branches. Many of us have many gifts. We have many talents. Some of us have more than others, but do we know all of our gifts? Our spiritual gifts that we have on the inside? Have we been using them? What are we saying to God when he gives us gifts and we don't use them for his glory? And so it is our, see God puts the things in us, but it is our responsibility to find out what's in there, what's in here. It is our responsibility to find out what's there and to cultivate it and to grow it and to get in a place where we can be trained and taught. These things can be used to expand the kingdom of God. There's people that are dying out there that need the power that we have. It cannot just stay in here. I used to think because the power of God would come on me so heavy that if I just shout it out, scream it out, uh, run it out, then I, you know, no, that power needs to be used to glorify him and to expand the kingdom. It's not a shout, and I love to shout, trust me. But I couldn't shout it out. I couldn't scream it out. I couldn't praise it out. And I'm like, Lord, this power that you gave us is deeper than what we're doing. And he's saying today, spiritually evaluate yourself. If you feel like you're stuck and you need to go to the next place, ask him for revelation as to how to get out of that place. And the thing about it, he says, this tree, this cedar tree is a sturdy tree. It is a tree that nothing, no matter what wind comes, no matter what comes out the, the, that way, this tree cannot be broken down. It can, the wind cannot break it. Nothing that will ever come your way in your life can stop you or break you. We have to be that rooted and planted that our roots go deeper than what it has been. Through the word of God, through prayer, through fasting, through a life of consecration, there is a revelation that God wants to give us about our own personal lives to take us to the next place. And until that is revealed, we will keep stopping at this same place. It's just like a wall that we're going to just keep hitting until we get a revelation. And what revelation does, it breaks down every barrier that sometimes man either sets up or we set up ourselves. And fear is that barrier, thinking that you're not capable of doing it. One man, one man changed the scope of this whole world. And he said, greater work shall we do. And so why aren't we doing it? There are many souls, people in our lives, inner circles every day whose lives should be changed by now. If we have this gospel and we have it like we're supposed to have it, somebody needs to be changed that is in your circle. We should be bringing people to Christ on a weekly basis sharing something, ultimately not working for a title in the church, 
Ultimately, our assignment is discipleship. Whose life are you changing? Who are we impacting? Are we even impacting ourselves? Are we allowing the gospel of Jesus Christ to impact us? To bring us to a place of maturity where we can be a light to somebody else? I had this vision a couple of days ago of being in heaven and it was a big table and it was food spread all up to all upon the table and I couldn't see the faces at this feast but God told me to go down get up from the table go down to the earth grab some people and bring them to this feast it is our responsibility to make sure that other people get it we're getting it we're staying on our way to heaven, but we have so much work to do before we get there. We are seated in heavenly places, so don't think, listen, it's just not a physical place that we're looking forward to. But we are bringing heaven to earth. This is our responsibility to bring heaven to earth so that people can experience God. People are dying because they have no hope. They don't know where, whether they're coming or they're going. They don't even know that they're here for a purpose. This is why people are living recklessly. And even us as believers are living recklessly because we don't have a revelation of our next place. And so I want everyone to stand. And as I began to pray, <clears throat> I saw light switches in here, all around the church. I saw light switches. And I wanna do something. I saw light switches. And what God told me, he said the light will shine again in this ministry and people, people will be attracted to come. I'm gonna read Isaiah 60 and one. Arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, a deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you. And his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and the kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to see, they come to you. Your son shall come from afar. Your daughter shall be nursed by your side. Then you shall see and become radiant and your heart shall swell with joy because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you and the wealth of the Gentiles shall come. 
The multitude of camels of camels shall cover your land. The dromedaries of Midian and Ephah, all of those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and incense and they shall proclaim the praises of the Lord. In Isaiah 11 and 12, he will raise a banner for the nations and gather the exiles of Israel. He will assemble the scattered people of Judah, the four corners of the earth. And so he said he's turning on the lights, not just in this building, but in our lives. And he told me to anoint the four corners of this sanctuary. And as I am doing this, transformation. This will be a week, Lord, that you will reveal your will even the more to us, Lord. We pray, God, that we will have divine encounters as we are praying and seeking your face. We pray, God, that you will speak clearly and show us exactly what we need to do in this next season of transition. And God, we thank you, God, for the power of God that rests down on the inside of us. We thank you, Lord, for every gift that you put down on the inside of us. We ask you, God, in the name of Jesus, to stir up the gifts that is within us, Jesus. Open our eyes and ears that we may be attentive to your voice and your instruction in Jesus' mighty name. And God, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor because you have done so many things for us. God, you have opened so many doors and you have a way so many ways for us. And we give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 